hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John and welcome to the Riverdale Register. Yes! <laughs> Snaps. Amazing. It has been six months since we've done this podcast. I don't think that's true. Six whole months. Oh my god. Oh no, I was just on the spin bike for six months. Oh. Today. Yeah, so. you travel through time on those things. I do, it's amazing. So like, how drenched afterwards were you? Actually, not really that much because I took one spin class and then I had the training. So the training, it's like, it's like three hours, but it's like not high intensity because you're like following along with but the other you students. you are on the bike the whole time you're doing training? Yeah. Um, yeah, this time we were on the bike the whole so time. So like, do you start, is it, is it, is planning um, a session more of an intuitive thing of like, this is what you should do with this kind of music or is it they like kind of, a, They teach you that. I really fucked up my ride today. I was like definitely the worst one in class. Oh. I picked a song that I just, I have no rhythm, which is a concern. <laughs> so um, we'll see how it goes, but it was really fun, and everybody was awesome, and it was really, really enjoyable. But I, like, leaving those spin classes, like, you know, you have to be, like, around strangers, you have to be friendly and, like, normal and polite mm-hmm. and, like, whatever. But, like, I came in here, like, I'm like, food, all I want is food I'll throw things, like, against the wall, like, until yeah. I get food. So We're going out. into, guys, <laughs> it's 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 a party on this episode. It's such a party. Well, actually, the party was last, you know what I mean. I mean, I, I would not consider the last time a party, because... You mean there, there were togas? I guess, yeah, it, just, it was, like, a very high Brett said, let me your beers. Party. That's true. I really do like them. I like Brett. I also think I might be in love with Donna. <laughs> Interesting. Like, I Because I've like, never wanted to hit Donna more. No, but, like, her eyes are so magnetic. <laughs> like, I'm like, I get it. I get why people, like, would kill for you. Listen, we're going to we're gonna get way deep into this into this episode. A great episode of Riverdale. Oh, my God. I love when John says this. But this, uh, is this episode rules. Yeah. I was like, I knew John would like this. <laughs> An episode with stakes? Mm-hmm. With the four kids? Three kids together? And Fantastic. only a sliver of Kevin. Poor Kevin. <laughs> was Cheryl in this episode? Cheryl was not in this episode. Okay. The Kevin beat might be one of my favorite things the show has ever done. <laughs> poor Kevin. Hey, Kevin, what's going on with you? Well, I just cut off to something else. <laughs> oh, man. So let's, uh, you want to do some uh, reviews? I always want to do reviews when they're positive. Okay. All right. Five-star review for Caitlin and John. Can I ask what that means? Oh, I think it means, of course. This is by Angie O. I listen to this podcast anytime I can, or there is a new episode of Riverdale, my favorite show. This helps me to get my fill of Riverdale the other six days of the week and see it in a totally different light. Your commentary is both kind of enlightening and very funny. Oh, thank you. Please never stop posting episodes because they are awesome. Great work. Honestly, guys, I've had a really tiring day, and that makes me feel so <laughs> In case I, I didn't tell you. Oh, did these mean a lot to you? They mean so much to me. I really liked the picture that you posted of me looking at my phone. <laughs> that was funny. I liked that. Uh, we have a five-star review from Penelope967 titled Amazing. 
I love this podcast so much. You guys have such good chemistry and are so funny. Also, Labone Nut, Sad Dog, and Cucumber Melon make my day every time. Justice for Cucumber Melon. Uh, it was funny. We need to see Sad Dog some more. I know. I, we won't. I think Mad Dog also left as well. Yeah. So, I, he got into college. He's just gone. I just realized. That's how that works. They never are going to go back to that No, no. Bar. We're never going to deal with him using drugs to, to, to Opioid. win football. Opioids can yeah, help, but like... They're, mm, it, it, not great. Point of Riverdale, they're explicitly good. Um, and you can trust that coming from your 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 globetrotting mercenary uncle who's being hunted by the other mercenaries from the company. Yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. At least don't do that drug. I just can't believe the show exists. I know, it's amazing. So we're I'm on, honestly, imagine if we were just on a show that was like consistently like realistic. Half of the joy is that you know, sometimes you're going to get the best episode of TV you've ever seen. And other, and other times you're like, what is this madness? I love it. Anyway, Sandy198128 loves our podcast and the hosts, which we are. Right? Did I skip one? No, I well, didn't. No, you just really read it in a weird way. I did. Anyway, she says, entertaining and the two hosts are great. Heart, heart. Yeah. Thank you. Bless up. We also got one uh, by... Uh, five star review by Riverdale is life titled Caitlin is psychic. <laughs> I love this podcast and need to take a minute to applaud Caitlin for her psychic ability. Ever since Caitlin <laughs> said that Mary had a secret girlfriend, I had always laughed it off. But then came tonight's episode and Caitlin's random midhead canon came true. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking insane. <laughs> Because that was so long ago that I said that. Also, the Cheryl and Tony thing, also so so true. So weird. That is crazy. Honestly, I think it's just because in my head, everyone dates each other and everyone has a secret right. girlfriend. Right, because everyone's bi until they're not on Riverdale. Right, exactly. A broken clock is bi twice a, twice a day. Right, we all know the saying. Right, that's definitely the full saying. Anyway, Mary and Brooke would die for them. Literally, so cute. A plus. I'm not really, uh, you're not, you're not, I'm not as sold as on Army Mom. As, Army Mom? That's what, what I'm going to call her. What if Army Mom becomes his, like, legit stepmom? That's why I'm not sold on it. I don't see that happening. I, I see this so. woman being mentioned, but rarely on the show. Hey, Mom, where's Considering Brooke? she's in one scene this week, and all the chemistry between her and Mary are, meh? What? <laughs> like, they what? give each other a look like teenagers, am I right? And it's I, I think I think you're not seeing the subtext. Um, have you ever seen the movie Carol? Do you want to want to tell me what we do now? No, I want you to tell me about the episode of this episode. The episode of this episode. The title of this episode. <laughs> the episode of this episode is How to Get Away with Murder. Um, some people may know it as the ABC series starring Viola Davis about Annalise Keating and her Keating Five, which used to be my Wi-Fi password because I was very into that show. Um, but. Important to say, is not anymore. Is definitely, wink, wink, not anymore. No, it's not. It, it's not, but it could be, but it's not. Um, it's not, actually. You know my <laughs> Wi-Fi password. You can't say it. If I just don't talk, you're going to bury yourself deeper and deeper. Into <laughs> my God, it's my Wi-Fi password. No, anyway, it's a really good show, and it's about the this lawyer at a law school that's supposed to be like an Ivy League law school, and like her little group of... Uh, law students that she takes under her wing as interns and then they literally kill someone by accident like every single fucking season of the show you know how it is it's 
the best. So like, it's, it's a pretty good match for this episode of Riverdale. It's a perfect match. It's like weird. It's the most, I think, recent of a thing that they've, they've, like, they've titled an episode on this show. I don't know if that's true, but mm, was there not a Gone Girl episode? Mm-mm. And the episode with Love, Simon was unfortunately not nah. titled Love, Simon. <laughs> I'm very excited for that TV show. Uh, you're going to have to keep waiting, didn't you hear? No, it's just moved to Hulu. That's, That's fine. Right. That's right. It's alive. Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie McGuire is, probably is, not. is potentially dead. And I have a lot of questions on what... Uh, I was just talking to Stephen about, like, what does family-friendly even mean at this day and age? And, like, what it, bars these things from being deemed family-friendly? I mean, unfortunately, I think in the case of Love, Simon, I don't want to just say anything, but I do wonder if it's... Uh, just because it's gay? Yeah, I wonder. I, kinda, I hope not. Kind of. Like, wait, who produced Love, Simon, the movie? Um, that was Fox Searchlight, I think, That's, which no but longer... But Disney owns yeah. Fox now. Look, I don't think that it's... <clears throat> ne- also, I don't Disney wanna, would have never made Love, Simon. I also don't want to say that, like, it's necessarily because it's just, like... LGBTQ representation because there's actually because yeah actually I take back what I said because High School Musical the musical has a ton of LGBTQ representation um, and I think it's very well received and it's one of like Disney Plus's like staple shows so I don't think it's that but I do think it's maybe the focus being on dating also is kind of like weird if that's what the focus of it is on hmm. I don't know I don't know yeah hmm. This episode was written by Arabella Anderson. We've mentioned her a bunch of times. She just did the Ice Storm episode. You remember the Ice Storm episode? It's the one where you weren't here. I Yes, but I had fun. I was in Columbia. Uh, and right. I also had fun listening to it in Columbia. Oh, good. <laughs> so that was exciting. Uh, yeah, you got to... It's the other side. It's what they live like. Yeah, for sure. This episode is directed by James DeWill. I want to straight up say... Did a great job. I thought this was a relatively, really well-directed episode with some, like, really cool cuts and moments in it. But it's also important to point out this is James's first directing credit. That's We've exciting. mentioned his name before. He's a writer. Ooh. He wrote, uh, he just did the episode Hereditary, which is the one where Cheryl's awful family visits for the first time. And they we murder some- that guy. They killed someone in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not as big a deal as this. Yeah, they actually did kill that Can guy. Can you imagine if the search party in this episode was like, hey, is that Jacket? No, <laughs> that's Cheryl's uncle. Nah, leave him. <laughs> leave him there. We'll come back later, maybe. Um, yeah, we won't. But yeah, good for James. Now, because this episode is kind of like very well focused, there's not really different plot lines running at the same time. Like there's a few moments, but it wasn't really worth it to draw them out. So we're just going to have one big section. Dope. Go, go straight through. Titled it, Here We Go. I know, I did like that. So it's the it's the moment we've all been waiting for since season three ended. How did they get so bloody? How did they get so bloody? We don't <laughs> They really had to burn all their know. clothes. We still cut around the part where they hide the body. So, okay. It really seems like Jughead is dead. Yeah, it really feels like Jughead's... He's not. ...been murdered. 100% is not. But if it is true that all of them believe that Jughead is dead... And Jug had planned his own murder, and he truly has told no one the truth about it. They better not fucking talk to Jughead ever the fuck again. Like, I will not talk to my friend who killed themselves fakely 
and then didn't tell me, and then I had to go through the emotions of grieving them. I mean, they've been, they're pretty stressed out all episode. Especially after Archie just lost his dad. If this is Jughead's plan... That's what his is, mom says at the end of the episode. It's like, I'm so sorry that this is your scene. This is supposed to be the best year ever, and said people keep dying. Yeah, and Archie's like, Mom, I have so much more to worry about. Mom, come on. My boxing career is not taking off. Oh, man. And then he's like... Your girlfriend wants to send me to the Navy. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, this is my issue with Army Mom. <laughs> Army Mom wants to cut her out of Army Mom's Jesus. like, I like Mary, but this fucking kid of hers. <laughs> so much drama. This idiot. Maybe if I just send him to the Navy, he'll end up okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be really good in the Navy, honestly. It is a little bit shocking that the group does drive back to Riverdale without making a plan. That feels like something they would do. But then again, they are probably in shock. Yeah. So... And can I... Okay, so each kid walks in their house. Veronica comes in, and her parents are obviously having a late night drink because that's just how they roll in the in the, in the lodge house. It's like no light also. And, it's very dimly lit. And they're like, why are you in just your underwear? And they could have stopped and bought clothes anywhere, but they did not. Again, no. they're in shock. And her lie is the most Riverdale of all the lies, okay. which is I was caught in an intense game of strip poker and mm-hmm. lost my shirt. Which, you, you know what I wish? In the world of Riverdale is incredibly plausible. You're like, ah, oh, yes, of course. You know what I wish happened? I wish that they did flashbacks, or not flashbacks, but like like little like um, intercuts of like the stories that they told of how they lost their clothes. When that oh, fun. oh, yeah. And then it's like Brett being like, hey, Veronica. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not a good Brett. Actually, it's not. Veronica. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Archie's caught by Mary because apparently Mary has insomnia. Uh, and he tells her that he that they went skinny dipping at the party and some preppies stole their clothes. Preppies. Which is yeah, they call them preppies all episode and yeah. so will I. Um, which again, not a bad lie for Riverdale, especially because no. Mary's like, Well, yeah, you are that, uh, yeah, sure. We get it, yeah. <laughs> put, put some clothes on, son. Uh, and she asks if he's okay. Betty, of all people, has the worst lie when Alice finds her. And, of course, Alice is awake and looking for her because she's Alice. What does she say? I don't even remember. Betty sa- Betty- Alice is like, is that blood on your bra? And Betty's like, no, Mom, it's red wine. Oh, yeah, that's bad. The party was toga-themed. Brett spilled wine on her. She <laughs> soaked her clothes in a sink to get the wine off, but then left, and uh, when she had to leave, she could not find them that's later. That's so fucking complicated. Like, it's such a bad lie. And Alice is like, why not ask Jughead for clothes? And then Betty's like, I'm sad. Get out. And she, like, runs upstairs. She, the, re- the, right, the camera does this cool thing where it, like, pans through a mirror at one point. I think she's an excellent actress, and I think this scene really solidified that for me. Yeah, she, she has that, like, what is the, what is the Jughead voiceover was the line of, like, having the stomach for murder, and then she throws up. Yeah. It's also some of the best writing Jughead's ever done. Posthumous, of course. What if it's his, what if it's his cousin, Soupad? Soupad? Oh, did Jacob meshes of you course. about Soup Head, That's too? That's the only way I know about Soup Of course Head. he did. But now I know, and now I... To the listeners, in the comics, this is canonical. Jughead has, like, an identical cousin named hmm. Soup Head, who is just like Jughead, but instead of eating burgers all the time, is constantly eating soup and smells like soup. That's disgusting. Soup is not actually a bad smell to smell, but it's a bad smell if you're a person. Think about it. Oh no, it's it's it to reek of soup at all times. Right, and it's sounds not like good. a nightmare. It's like reeking of chicken. Like chicken is probably a decent smell if you want chicken, which I don't because I don't eat chicken. But like, 
you know, you don't want to smell like a chicken Mm -mm. or -mm. chicken, the food. No. Thank God deodorant exists. Think about all the time. Beth and I were just talking about apparently she, uh, she knows, uh, she she knows the story of like a, a woman who was who was asked like this grandmother what was it like before deodorant existed I am curious and she's like it smelled like I wanted to die all the time Jesus Christ <laughs> how would you know though if you're like this... everyone smells all the time but if everyone smells all the time how do you know that's not just would you go nose blind to it yeah I feel like you wouldn't you I don't know I guess maybe you're not fully aware of it until after deodorant exists and you're and like then, oh my god right I wanted to die back then I don't know why but I felt it anyway. Yeah, that is fascinating. Gross. So the gang goes over their stories together the next day, and they are Which is garbage. Not helpful. <laughs> not helpful. They're like, oh, okay, so none of them line up in any way. No. Great, great. So they apparently called Charles to help with this, which is suspicious, to say the least. You think? He's well, just... Charles as a character is... A hundred percent amenable all the time. Always available to help Betty in any way. And there's that sort of Damocles of him knowing Chick that's like hanging over our heads this whole time. Well, not knowing that we Chick, haven't like, like being in love with Chick or yeah. whatever that we have not come back to. So like, is he gonna end up betraying Betty with this at some point? I don't trust him. Oh, she does. You absolutely <clears throat> should not trust him. Yeah. The, there is a chance that he's playing Chick, it's but just, we don't know. It's, it's wild, but like. Man, he... he no. Don't you think that chick scene... They could have literally just cut that chick scene out, mm-hmm. put it in an episode like around now, and mm-hmm. it would have been so much more effective. Yes. If we truly were like, yes. oh, let's, you know, let's have right. him actually betray Betty. You're right. But, like, that episode was also about Charles helping hide a body. Right. They do this a lot. He's probably, like... If he was a normal person, he would be like... Oh my god, I have to get out of this family. If the storyline with Charles was about him truly becoming a member of the family and like being around more often and like holding the law accountable 100% of the time, and then this happened and she has to suddenly start hiding all this shit from him while going to FBI classes, I think it would be a lot more tense than him just going, Oh, you want me to use FBI stuff to help you out? All the time, every episode. Right. Convenient, but not great. So Veronica questions if they even have anything to hide. What did they do? Uh, Betty? Betty? (laughs) Betty. What happened? Betty says that the preppies are trying to frame her for murder. Which seems accurate. So they have to take them down. But why would they they want to murder uh, Jughead? Because he's a fucking asshole. And they went... I'm sorry, I'm cursing a lot this episode. I'm... I'm just coming down from the spin aggression. Um, I <laughs> just want to point out, lifting heavy weights does not form this kind of aggression. No, 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 no. It's all the cardio. I'm just, I'm, well, I'm hungry. Um, you just ate. I. It's not enough food. God damn it, John. No, I, I, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I just exclaimed something. Oh, oh you said Jughead sucks so much. So much. It's not Jug. Okay, look, I like Jughead. I do. I mean, I don't, I don't think we would be friends. You would not like Jughead <laughs> in no. real life. No, Jughead. You're entertained by Jughead. Yeah, I'm entertained by Jughead. Jughead actually reminds me of someone that I, I know personally in real life. That like, it's one of those things where I'm the, I'm the Kevin to that person. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we can be around each other and have a conversation, but, like, I think there's, like, a mutual, like, level of, like, mm, Right. Yeah. Right. You don't know this person. This is somebody okay. that I went to high school with. But, like, 
like very similar people. I think that Jughead, though, if he if they murdered Jughead, it's probably because Jughead was really, really annoying this season. Walking around school going, I'm the best writer here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rex just trying to hang out with his friends. It's annoying. Yes, exactly. Jughead's not playing ball. Ridiculous. Always trying to one-up Brett. Always criticizing his writing. This is all Brett has. Yeah, Brett doesn't... Other than the money and Brett's never allowed to go home. I don't... Sad. Poor Brett. Kevin walks in to to Pops, sees them there. It's like, oh, thank God Jughead's not around. Maybe I can actually (laughs) hang out with them for once. I'm going to Hey, guys, what's going on? Slide right there. Archie's like, go away, Kevin. And then, then Betty's like, no, what are you doing? Kevin, come over here. What's going on? It's actually worse than him just saying, go away, Kevin. He's like, hey, man, we're actually really busy right now <laughs> discussing something really important. Can you, like, come back? Are they here? Like, it, like it's so, like, you're clearly so unimportant that, like, or you you clearly the, are not in The only way this could be worse for Kevin would be if his dad were also sitting at that <laughs> table and said, Kevin, we really don't have time for this. You have to get out of here. They, this is they're, why he's they're like, they feel away. bad. They invite him back. They're like, Kevin, what's going on? What's going for the musical? He's like, oh, well, it's going to be Hedwig in the... <laughs> anyway, Archie goes home to find Mary with her, quote unquote, friend, Brooke Rivers. Uh, Brooke is very funnily is like, oh, no, that time when you like passed out before that boxing submission yeah. match was, was fine. You got gumption. <laughs> You want to join the Navy? Because I can't have you in this house. I will, I will not listen, start my listen, life you with piece of shit. <laughs> Near do wells like you go to the Navy, and I'm going to have sex with your mom. Honestly, yes. I, I'll watch their show. So, like, yeah, Archie, he's, he's like, uh, okay. Uh, and if Archie joins the Navy, then we're just one step away to reveal crossing over with NCIS. That's the goal. And then my That's world's tied together. The dream. Nickus, Nickus, Nickus of Riverdale. Archie is Nickus. Oh my god. He's a Navy crime? Yes. I don't know what Nickus is. <laughs> of course, once he joins the Navy, he will be a Navy crime. That's so true. Episode one, <laughs> Archie's dead. We don't know why. As is Lodge tradition, they are all waiting at home to ambush Veronica with some paperwork. <laughs> That's so true. It, that is so true. Like, it's always paperwork. Shoot a text. Veronica, make, take some time out of your schedule. We need to go over Hiram's will at the house. No, she walks in and goes, honey, sit down. We're doing the will. Right she now? She feel like on the way to something. She, she I can have be a busy. thing. <laughs> so, I'm doing a thing. Or she's like, oh, you're updating the will. Was this Emosa's idea? They need to stop with that. Yeah. Also, it's like, why is she still here? They're so petty and petulant. It's because, you know what's weird? Is that Charles is the secret sibling who is in the FBI, who is cool with crime and helps it happen. But Hermosa <laughs> is the secret sibling who's a private investigator, who is cool with crime, who's probably going to take them down. It would be really cute if they started dating, but I think Charles is gay. Sure, who wouldn't be attracted to chicks? Hot bod. I mean, Hart Denton, Gross. Hart Denton is a bottle. Hart Denton is the worst. No, he's true. I'm sure he's a lovely person. That's why he's always but here. chick is the fucking worst. Yeah. Stop. Chick is the fucking worst. I, this is honestly my nightmare on shows, is when an actor is so beloved, but their character is so past their due date, yeah. that they keep bringing them back onto the show, and everyone's like, stop. We hate this person. You know what, though? I think that Chick would have worked a lot better 
if he was the only one. But we have, like, Evelyn, who's also there. Like, I think Chick, if Chick was really just, like, this this person who's in prison and, like, we can go visit him. But, like, Hal was also in prison. Yeah. So many people have been in yeah, prison. Yeah, the jail is full. Yeah. Uh, good job, Hiram. He really did predict this one well. He's like, look, this show's going to get Listen, crazy. We're going to keep putting people <laughs> in prison. I might as well own the prison. It's smart. It is smart. So, Hiram maintains that this is a precaution. Remember, he still has not told Veronica. Veronica knows... Does he know Veronica knows? I I would assume. I think this makes it clear that Veronica yeah. knows to him, but I don't think he knew before. Okay. And he's trying to, like, seem strong, and she's like, are we just going to pretend like this isn't happening? Rips up the will and walks away. Trauma. Which is a pretty good moment, and one that's entirely earned because Veronica's going through some other shit right now. So is he... Does this mean that he didn't put Armosa in the will? For, originally yeah when probably she up? She, when he decided he needed her <laughs> then he's like you know i always loved you come on but like now she's like living there she's not hermione's daughter right so why also weren't they together in high school so when did this fucking thing happen how old do you think hermosa is i don't know 25 yeah well they, Hermione and Hiram were together in high school. Right. So. So he cheated on her. He cheated on at her. At some point before now. Before now. In the past, before Hermosa was born, before he cheated on, on, yes, he cheated on Hermione. Then Hermosa was born. Then Veronica was born. Then he was like, no, I don't have any other kids for years. And now. then he went to prison. Then he was like, hey, I'm going to call my other daughter. And Hermione was like, who? And he's like, deal with it. And now here she is. And she's fine with it. And she's totally and fine. And she's like, yes, live in our house. Everyone's like, and this is my other daughter, Hermosa. And I was like, she's not your daughter. She's like, right, right, right. Sorry, I always forget. This is my Hermosa. Yeah. Hermosa. Hermosa. I can't say it. It is most that. Hermosa. Neither of us are qualified to say this. No, it's not the accented thing. I don't know. It's, it's she's really flair. proud of her ability to say her own name. <laughs> it's just the flair that they give it like it's not the accent it's right. like the way that she says it as though it's like we're like ho- ho- Listen, like uh, she'll always be mad. evil veronica in my heart exactly but she always says it like she's mad or like just trying to emphasize <laughs> she's her trying it. to prove something right exactly <laughs> i'm latina <laughs> so there's a really cool moment where betty calls fp with like a script in front of her to say all the things that she would say if jughead had just gone missing uh, she's like, oh, yeah, uh, he said he needed to go somewhere to write during the party. Oh, no, I can go to Stonewall and see if he's there. I'll let you know. Smart. Uh, and then she turns to reveal Charles is in the room, and he's like, good job. <laughs> and he's texting chick, oh, this Here, girl. Here's your next step. And he, hire, and he hands her the biggest giant blinking <laughs> bug device I have ever seen. And it's like, you need to hide this in Brett's room. Like... Real bugs are like small wires hidden into no like lights idea. and stuff like that. If you've seen um, Bad Times at the El Royale, I have seen that movie actually. Because there's a whole yeah. sequence where like the person's going through the room and cutting out every single wire and like, yeah. no, this thing is aggressive. So Betty finds uh, Brett and Donna together in Brett's room, and uh, there's this like really I, I kind of love this scene, but it's also like frustrating as hell. Yeah, because Donna keeps 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 going like oh yeah because you and Jughead went into the woods together She's like we did go that the was woods. the last time we saw Jughead and uh and Betty's like no you and I went into the woods <laughs> together Jughead was already in the woods and they keep yelling their, they keep saying their story to each other neither one budging on it 
and Donna has this shit-eating grin on her face, yeah. and I just want to... Mm. But at the same time, she's so magnetic. But they're the, like they're the best villains the show has ever had. Yes, and... And I, they're other teens. The first time they fight other teens, it's better villains than adults. Yeah, that's very accurate. Because the power dynamic is more even. But also, what are they doing? Yeah, they're like, Betty, uh, you looked pretty drunk last night. Did you maybe... Blackout. Mm. I just don't. I don't understand these humans. Betty's like, I was fully conscious. Liar. She's the worst liar she's ever been this episode. Yeah, which makes me think that she really doesn't know that Jughead is not dead. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, oh, Jughead, you're gonna get broken up with. Mm. Evelyn said, or uh, they they remind her that they spoke to Evelyn, who mentioned that. He, Betty has a history of blacking out and doing terrible things. And then Brett's like, oh yeah, Forsythe said he was going to meet up with you in the woods. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you meet up with him in the woods? She's like, no, I did not, you dicks. Uh, they're probably like, why are we having this conversation? Uh, and they're like, they keep going. She's like, oh yeah, what happened after you met with Donna in the woods then? Uh, She's like, great question. So they may, both sides maintain a facade of friendliness to the end. Uh, and then Betty walks into Joan, and honestly, shut up, Joan. No one cares about you, Joan. Oh, yeah. That was Joan. Yeah. Her name's Joan. It, like Joan Didion? Is that the idea? That yeah, probably. Thing? Yeah. Mm. So Veronica complains to Archie about her dad's will. Archie tells Veronica about the Navy. They're like, oh, look, we have plots this week. But honestly, <laughs> who cares about those plots? We got to talk about this Betty thing. Because both of them are really suspicious of Betty with that rock. Yeah, I love that Veronica's like, you didn't see her sophomore year. Yeah, you didn't see her in episode two. <laughs> yeah, when she almost killed Chuck Clayton. Archie's probably like, what? Yeah, hold on. What happened? <laughs> it's been three years and you haven't informed me that she almost killed Chuck Clayton in a hot tub by, like, tarring and feathering Props him. Props are having that long of a memory. Like, it's crazy that this is the season. Season four is the one where we're like, oh yeah, Betty is, like, kind of messed up. That was, that was probably the worst thing she's done in that state yeah that was not that was bad though yeah yeah the optics of it like you know makes her look like a, a psychopath but yeah right, but then she just rips off the wig and you're like oh betty betty why would she wear that wig if holly has listen long we're way past that i know but we're well past yeah. that other question why did veronica want to be her friend after that <laughs> like if i, I would have kept my distance <laughs> Especially if I knew that I was, like, going to hook up with her crush. I would have kept my distance. She did not know that at the time. No, she already had hooked up with her crush, and they were... Oh, yeah, there was drama. Oh, yeah. Would you really want to be like, I should befriend the crazy girl who's already kind of mad at me? Well, she was trying to not be a bitch anymore, right? Right. (laughs) This is also the kind of thing I would, in fact, do, so I get that. But, like, not great. Betty visits Evelyn in prison, who corroborates Donna's story. And listen, there's no reason why this scene has to be here, except they must love this actress behind the scenes. She's very good. And bring her back. She's very talented. She must be a lovely person. Yeah. But, like, this is a waste of time. Well, either Evelyn is orchestrating absolutely everything, or she's not. No, she's clearly not. And she's not. So it's like, why? She's not that clever. And yeah. she doesn't know these people. How right. could she have orchestrated any of this? No, of course she isn't. Well, like she knows, she is a pawn in Donna's game. Right. She knows Donna because Donna went to see her. Yes. And Evelyn was like, 
Yes, I will lie to Betty and tell her that there's a second trigger word. Really could have been a phone call. Yeah. Really could have been. Um, Yeah, Betty tells Evelyn about her blackout, which is just like there's evidence now mounting in the world. I feel like they record Uh, calls. And uh, Evelyn's like, oh, hey, how's Jughead doing? He's dead. Betty tells Evelyn to go to hell, and Evelyn's like, this is hell. They're saving a cell for you in Murderer's Row. Yeah, I actually really like that moment. It's a pretty cool moment. Yeah. So Betty visits Charles and does not tell him about Evelyn, even though he is the guy who helped her with her blackout problems before. Yeah. Uh, And he says he hasn't heard anything interesting on the bug, so Mary thinks it's time to rattle them. Or Betty thinks it's time to rattle them. He's like, and now Mary's involved. Sorry. (laughs) Come to Mary telling Archie that she's dating Brooke, and, like, honestly, whatever. I mean, I love it. 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 It doesn't really, like... It just feels like an afterthought in this episode. Unless Mary becomes Archie's new Hey, parent. remember the uh, only other female friend I appear to have? I'm dating her. Yeah, I love it. I'm into it. Yeah. I predicted that shit. And it worked out for me. I'm glad. I'm glad for you. Really happy. You know, I'm glad you predict everything except the, except the murderer. You know, you never yeah, get that right. I never get that right. Well, no, I never get that right. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Kevin Keller this time. It could be Kevin. I wish it was Kevin... It would have been so good if it was Kevin. In season one? So good. It would have been so good if it was Kevin. You know, we were always talking about, be like, oh, and then you can have them, like, be scary in a prison cell. It turns out they love having scary people yeah. in prison cells. Yeah, they love it. It was, ne- it just never, was never Kevin. And then Betty wouldn't have had to, like, do this awkward thing where, yeah, we're still friends, Kevin. Sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, whatever. Betty arrives, the plot's here, moving on. Yeah. Betty asks Archie to go to Stonewall and start a fight. And this is the Barchie goodness that I've been wanting for a while, where, like, he's her strong man and she's using that skill to solve crimes. You really want Barchie to happen. I just want to see the other side. I get that. You know? Yeah. I feel like we've had four years of the same stupid relationship stories, (laughs) and there are other options out there. Do you think that Archie and Betty would actually be a good match? I don't... Yes. But, like, like, a good match, like, like a strong relationship. No. Sure, why not? We haven't seen what that means for either of the relationships they're in now, because yeah. we never see them actually, like, going on dates or anything. We just see them after having sex. That's so true. It's like every scene, it's like, Archie lying oh, in bed what are, what, what are, Yeah, what's Archie and Franca doing? Oh, they're in bed. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Also, I just feel like my parents would be weird about this. I mean, I know that they have problems. You like, you know, you know they hear... They yeah. hear it. It's a, it's like a like, hotel room, essentially. Like, they hear. It's, yeah, Hiram's always in the next room, like, oh No wonder I want to kill Archie. I want to murder him. Archie plows through Stonewall and attacks Brett in his room. He looks so afraid. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> he looked so afraid. I loved it. I love this guy who plays Brett. He's amazing. Archie yells at him to admit it and yell that he killed Jughead, which I think is a miscalculation because no one had said the words Jughead's dead until yeah, this moment. I agree. That and I was weird. really assuming Brett would go, what do you mean Jughead's dead? And like, and like hold up his recording phone or something and like Archie's that. And Archie's like, damn it. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't work. Uh, instead, they're just like, you know, Betty killed him. And then we called security. Get out of here with Donna arriving in the room. Brett aren't dating, right? No, no. I, listen, my headcanon is 
Brett's completely in the dark of all this. And he's like, they killed Jughead? I love Jughead. We have to stop her. Dad's like, yeah. And I was like, that's right. Why is he... He doesn't... Jughead hated him. Oh, don't hurt Brett's feelings. Uh, Betty and Charles listen in to the aftermath, and they're like, but we all know who really killed Jughead. Betty. And then they crouch down and talk to the, the listening device. Smart. Which is always a cool thing on TV, but you always wonder if in real life, if you're the person talking to the listening device, how can you, do you know if anyone's listening at that moment? It's like, oh, sorry, we didn't catch that. They're like, I hope they heard that live. <laughs> it would have been really cool. But yeah, they're the best villains this series has ever had. Mary got a call from the headmaster of Stonewall. And talks to Archie. Is this because of her being gay? <laughs> no, I, Mom. I thought literally zero moments about that since you've told me. I love how it's like that would have been like a plot line on maybe a different show. Right. So many other things other than your parent is dating someone right. new have been happening. He's like, she's like, what's wrong? What's going on? I'm spiraling and you won't talk to me. Aww. And Archie is about to when he gets a phone call from Betty. Betty's so scary. This is like the coolest shit this show's done to have Betty watching from her bedroom next door like you forgot that happened because they don't use this Uh, but you know that must be an interior thing too those sets must be built right next to each other so they can have the windows looking across to each other you don't think it's just a special effect no, I think I think you could easily set this up inside your soundstage. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. So, Betty's on the phone with Archie telling him to end the conversation, say <laughs> Veronica needs him, and leave. And it's so rad. And Archie does what she says. And Mary's like... Like, well, what are you talking about? And he, has to, he basically, like, he's like, oh, well, she doesn't know about Hiram being sick, so let me tell her about that. Smart. And that'll get me out of this conversation, and it works. But I, I love that scene so much. He should have been like, Hiram's really sick, and I'm really upset about it. <laughs> I just love him so... Well, no, that would never have worked. <laughs> I would love it. Next thing up, FP and Alice talk to Betty. Jellybean, who's alive, had an idea to she uh, finally left the room to track Jughead's phone, and it pinged, and it pinged in Betty's coat pocket. Oh no, Betty! Because Joan slipped it in there earlier, and Betty's lie this time is even worse than before. She's so smart. Though. She's so garbage today. She's like, okay, so like Jughead was worried that he'd lost his phone, and I was like, no, Jughead, we left it in the house to uh, to charge. But then we got to the party, we realized, oh, we'd still left it there, so that sucks. That like that's why I have his phone. Why is in your pocket? I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I'm freaking out, Mom. Where's Jughead? Like she pivots into fear and and yeah. and, and crying and freaking out. And like hard. I'm losing it. But I mean, this doesn't hold up at all. FP's definitely, like, still suspicious. But what, like, is he suspicious? Like, did you kill Jughead? Like, I don't, like, he can't. I'm sure he doesn't want to approach that thought, but it's, like, she knows something. Like, I'm sure his first thought is maybe they're doing a crime thing and he has to be missing. Right, that's fair. Or something. Yes. Which would have made sense if she said it, but. We're doing a crime thing and he has to be missing. Like, Like, we're investigating something, he's gone undercover. Yeah. Like, where were you? Were you freaking out when he, like, left to live on trains with Archie? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that did happen. That was, yeah. That was weird. 
But she asked FP to declare Jughead a missing person. Hiram asked to speak to Veronica alone. He's very sad. He apologizes to her for not telling her about the fact that he's dying. He just knew it would excite Caitlin so much <laughs> that he wouldn't be able to get anything done. And He's almost dead yet. She, he, she, he, she deserves to hear the truth from him, but he didn't tell her because he didn't want her to pity him. I actually thought this so was So he didn't sweet. tell her because he respects her more than the other women in his That's life. exactly what I thought. He definitely does not respect her by uh, he, he has proven that time. Yeah, this scene is pretty strong. Yeah. She tells him she loves him and they'll fight their way through together. And what does he need? And he says, oh, it'd be great if you got along with Hermosa. And she's like, can't do that. <laughs> That's the one thing. <laughs> she says she'll try. What if I started another rum company and we feuded? Would that you be okay? A, you want to feud over rum, Dad? <laughs> I'll do that. I, won't be I know nice. you like feuding over rum. <laughs> oh, no. FP calls Betty with a lead that a hiker found a bloody rock in the woods and he's going to get it tested. But he's like, can I do anything to help? And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go off and pick up this rock and come back. Okay, so this is an insane way to, like, there are so many... The Oops. layers to this are nuts. So Betty finds Jellybean. He's like, hey, last time I saw you was Halloween and you had <laughs> fake blood. Do you have any more of that fake blood? And she's like, yes. Can I be in more scenes? No. Uh... <laughs> Betty grabs a y- rock from the yard. You've seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Do you remember the one where she throws a rock through her own glass? No. Or, or no, no, sorry. She ba- she has to convince Josh that someone broke into her house. So she has Paula and her husband throw a rock through her through her own glass window. Vaguely. And like it proves the story, and Josh like yeah. leaves someone broke into her house until he turns out of the rock and realizes one of the ones from inside the house. Oh, that's funny. Uh, like it's got decorative stuff on the other side. Cute. Uh, and it leads to one of the best songs in the show, You Stupid Bitch. I love it. This is like, oh, are you sure this like a rock from your yard will will yeah. work for this? The yard where FP lives? Eh, at least it's not like a fancy rock. Right. It doesn't have like live, laugh, love on the other <laughs> yeah. side or something like yeah. that. But um but this makes no sense, this whole thing. She dabs it with fake blood while telling Charles that she had gotten rid of the original rock, but presumes the preppies had a spare rock <laughs> covered in Jughead's blood and her DNA, which is insane. I think this is how it works. Why not just be like, oh, they found the rock? Well, why, why, right, be like, exactly. why be like, oh, the backup rock? <laughs> Here's what I think happened. I think that in the writer's room, somebody was like, no, it doesn't make sense because, like, why would they have gotten rid of the rock? Right. Betty would have gotten rid of the rock. And everyone's like, but it's so complicated. They're like, no, it's not. Not if you do A, B, C, T, E, and F, then it works out. A, B, out. C, T, and F. Exactly. And then this is where we are. Mm. So it still makes sense-ish. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. We had already not shown any of the direct aftermath. We could have just assumed the rock was left in the woods somewhere. Yeah, but, yeah. I get it. It being, I mean, do they take it with them? Like, it doesn't matter. This won't lead anywhere. Yeah, I don't like this whole sequence. Like, is kind of a non-starter because like Charles is in FB's office when he returns and is like, oh, I can use FBI resources to get you that DNA real quick, and FB hands it over, and then he and that's, Betty just swap it out. That's his son, right? Charles is FB's child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, like, you don't need to do the swap out. Charles could just say that the I, the I, DNA came back right. as, like, Donna's, and then move on. Wait, yeah, what? Why, why not just lie about that? Like, why where's not, the line? Why not frame Donna for murder? Yeah. Well, how would she respond to that part? Badly. Well, she'd probably just be like, no, Betty did it. Right. 
And it goes... <laughs> the magic... That's just magic blowing, dust. Blowing magic dust in, a, in all of our faces. Meanwhile, Barnard which is Veronica's uh, school of choice, is reconsidering her mission because they found out about all the illegal stuff that she definitely actually does do. Yeah. She's very mad about this, even though she does do all these illegal things and knows the consequences of them. Well, she not only does she do all these things, but didn't she also bring, like, the Barnard, like... Yeah, yeah, they had their interview in her secret speakeasy. Yeah, and now the second secret speakeasy is the bad one. Right, no one can know about that one. Right. That one's a secret speakeasy. But this one is just us. The speakeasy. public speakeasy is fine. Right. This she believes it was the preppies, which is interesting because if it were any other episode she believe it was her father or her mosa. <laughs> but because it's this episode she believes it's the preppies. Right. Right. Why would they care about you, Veronica? Why would they? No also, I'm happy that she's finally calling it Barnard instead of calling it Columbia because she didn't apply to Columbia. She applied to Barnard. They're different schools. And it's important to me that everybody knows this. Everyone? Do we know this now? Yeah. Barnard is the all-women's college that's, like, connected to Columbia, but they're not the same. Oh. Yeah. Well, I learned something today. You did. Veronica and Archie confront Betty. They're like, hey... So, like, when you didn't solve this mystery right away, that was pretty out of character for you. <laughs> so we're just, like, having some questions, and she's like, I blacked out. I'm scared I might have done it. And, and as soon like, as she oh. admits that, they're like, oh, no, we're here for you. Don't worry. You probably Like, we it. love Jughead, but, like, don't worry. Uh, yeah. What if she was like, I did it, guys? Like, would they have been like, okay. <laughs> That's deep, boop, boop. <laughs> Hello, FP? <laughs> Please help. So... Betty doesn't remember what happens, but she tells them about the potential trigger hurt word, and they're like, didn't Charles help you out with that last time? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can ask <laughs> Charles to do it. He's getting a lot of screen time. This he, yeah, he's busy. This, this is why he's here. Uh, Charles sets out a metronome and tells Betty to relax and begins hypnotizing her, and they do this really cool match edits. Yeah. Kind of between her and the president, her back in the woods. Seriously, it looks great. Uh, even if the science is... Uh, There's no uh, science. Fallible. Yeah. Her last lucid moments with Donna. Um, Donna doesn't say a word. She blows magic pixie dusk in Betty's face. I love it. I hate it. I think this is a, like, ask a me, great Ask thing. me why. Why? Because it's drugs again. Yeah. What was what was the secret of the Gargoyle King? Drugs. It was drugs. Wait, was it? What was it? Oh, the Fizzle Rock? Yeah. What was, what was going on all season two? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Drugs, jingle jangle is everywhere. Season one, heroin. You know, it's heroin made. That it's was always crazy a chemical real. drug at the center of every Riverdale mystery, and I'm just tired of it. Don't you get the metaphor? Drugs are ruining small town America. Uh huh. And so are gargoyle kings. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so are masked men who are suburban dads. Charles calls this devil's breath. Which can apparently put people into fugue states. Now, Devil's Breath is real. Oh, yes, I have some. But it is not this effective. Oh. From what I understand. Yikes, and I have some cleanup to do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dude, <laughs> stop murdering people. I know, I'll try. I'll try. <clears throat> anyway, it's more likely that they just put the rock in her hands. Right, exactly. And she was like, got a dazed. So, Donna gets a text that just says, meet me, you know where. And it would have been really funny if, like, 
Betty's waiting in the murder woods and is like, where are you? She's like, I went to Pops. That's where we <laughs> met last time. <clears throat> but uh, Betty challenges Donna. She says she knows what Donna did. And uh, Donna responds like, yeah, but like you hit the body and I know it'll never be found because if it is, you'll go to jail for it. So, like, we're good. Perfect murder. I did it. Do I get the contract now? <laughs> Mr. Chipping. Mr. Uh, I, I killed him, too. Ooh. Oh, that sucks. We still don't know why they killed him, by the way. Uh, devil's Breath. Still no idea. <sighs> Jump out the window. Oh. You think? I don't know, probably. Interesting. That'd be cool. So, Betty thinks the gang needs to switch from offense to defense and need to blow up the game. Sheriff Jones specifically needs to find the body. Why him specifically? I can't be sure yet. It plays into some larger scheme that isn't really privy to us, the audience. I have a thought, but I don't know if it's the real thought. So they they organize a search party. All of Riverdale is out out for the search. Uh, Archie calls FP over to the ledge where he knows Jughead is and Jughead's feeling real dead right now, guys. He's not dead, John. <clears throat> he feels pretty dead. Uh, Brett and Donna... Uh, uh, so they find Jughead's body. Uh, Brett and Donna watch as FP and Betty are led into the morgue to identify the body, so we get that scene again. We've gone through, like, three of the scenes that they showed us before yeah. in this episode already. Uh, they do walk in on point, and Betty slams the door in their faces. Yeah, because that's a mean thing to do. It's very disrespectful. It's also, I think, just, like, is that illegal? Is that, like... Yeah, you can't do that. I'm surprised Betty's allowed in there. So, like, Riverdale and Sowell must be real close, though, because... Like, like, I feel or like they, just... they're moving closer. There's a plate tectonic thing happening. <laughs> right. And Stonewall is, it will soon be, like, in the middle of Riverdale. The other town in between them got, like, eaten up. Yeah, by, yeah. Like, it's earth. a nematode thing, like, yeah. in Spongebob. Just take Stonewall and push it over there. <laughs> Perfect. Mary consoles Archie. She's like, I'm sorry people keep dying on your senior year of high school. That's not really how it's supposed to work. She's so upset, and Archie is so, like, not... Like, he's so checked out. Archie closes his blinds and says he has to confess something to her, but we don't hear what. I don't want to join the baby, Mom. I want to make music. <laughs> hey, Mom, I have to confess something to you. It's really fucking weird that you're dating this woman. <laughs> Dad hasn't been dead that long. Oh, they've definitely not been dating, though, for like... They've definitely not been together. She's like been years. dating her since before Fred died. And right, right. And they've definitely been together for a long... Well, Fred and Mary broke up when? Before sophomore before. year? Yeah. So I think it's acceptable. I think that Archie... It's not... Hold out. on. It's not clear when she started dating Army Mom. No. Army Mom might have been a friend who just became... I love interest. Yeah, she was, I think. They say that. Yeah. Uh, Veronica and Hermosa asked to be made co-executors of Hiram's estate. This will cause drama. He's like, this is great. I'll call Sourberry and have him write up a new will immediately. This won't go badly at all. Uh, And then... Uh, you know, oh, and then Veronica will go to Barnard, and she's like, or <laughs> not? Maybe I'm not going to Barnard. Hermosa asks why, and she's like, Jughead's dead. Can you like not right now? No, my favorite thing about <clears throat> what she says is, she's like, my friend group is going through something traumatic. Not my friend is dead. Yeah, like the people Listen, I'm friends with lost their friends. I thought he was okay, but those other two knew him forever. So like, I'm just gonna support them. Yeah, yeah. She is not. She's not that sad about Jughead. Uh, Betty waits for Don in the woods, uh, wearing Jughead's jacket. Mm. Donna asks why Betty had Jughead's body get found. 
And uh, Betty says it's because she knows Donna killed him and she's going to take Donna down with her. And then Betty has this speech where she's like, I'm the ultimate. Oh, wait, you should say. I'm the ultimate wild card. That's not good. I am the daughter of the Black Hood, the nightmare from next door. Yeah. I'm training with the FBI and I am coming for you, Donna. You psycho bitch. Nice. How did she do it? No, that's psycho, pretty good. Psycho She's like, not bitch. not Brett, not Joe, not Jonathan. Who's Jonathan? <laughs> He's one of your classmates. Uh, no. <clears throat> nobody else. Just Donna. And then she walks away Trust tall. Just you, Donna. And apparently Donna just showed up on her own. Like, there was no text that time. And they say, as suspected, which is interesting. We'll get into that. Uh, Betty thinks Donna's scared. Archie asks what the next step is, and May says it's, them, it's to wait for the preppies to make their next move. It's a pretty exciting point in the season to be in. It is very exciting. I have no idea what's happening. At all. Superlatives? Most likely to be excluded from the conversation. <coughs> Kevin. <laughs> uh, most psychic? Caitlin. Yes. Me. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely to still be included in all of, like, the big Riverdale events, even though she's, like, not really in the show that much. Madeline Petch. Like, she's never here. Like, what plotline is Cheryl in? Yeah, I don't know why Cheryl isn't allowed to be in the same show as everyone else. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like they're completely bisected now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best, uh, smug attitude is a tie between Brett and Donna. Yeah. <clears throat> most captivating eyes, Donna. Um, most sinister presence, Betty, mm. in her room watching Archie through his window. Yeah, Betty can be scary. Yeah, I like scary. No, Betty rules. Yeah, I Betty really. Awesome. I'm. It's so beautiful that Betty is somehow the most interesting character on the show, when she is without a doubt the most boring one from the comics. I think that they should do a Riverdale spinoff that's just about Betty. And, like, have her be, like, half the time crazy Betty and half the time normal Betty. I think you need the others to really balance her out. Yeah, well, she would have new friends. Who? We would make them up. She would would get, in the spinoff, she would get new friends. I don't understand. She would move somewhere else. Why would she move somewhere else? Because. There's no crime anywhere else. Oh, there could be crime. No, no. Riverdale is the crime capital of the world. I love if you watch Katie Keene, how, like, they talk about Riverdale, like, it's, I don't even know where it is, but they talk about it like it's this horrible, horrible place. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought this was just, like, a nice small town, then why did they sell us on this, like, weird, like, version of it? Yeah, that all fell apart after the riots. Yeah, which, it's so confusing. It's so confusing. We have not seen Sweet Pea in a very long time. <laughs> Yeah. So, you want to hop into this rumor mill? Yeah. Where do you want to start? Because I have a thought. So, yeah, my, my the, the thought that seems possible, but I feel like would take a lot of engineering to, like, make it make sense, is that we are just missing scenes where we know that this is, like, not real. Yeah. <clears throat> There's enough blank spaces in the timeline where they can just be like, and that's where Jughead got up and said, great job, guys. Right. Now here's the next phase of the plan. Exactly. But because the thing that I think I keep getting hooked on is that while they're all acting like they have to cover up a murder, they're not really acting like Jughead is dead. I don't know. They're acting pretty distraught. But you're right. Uh, they are thinking self-preservation and not um, remorse. And well, no. I mean, they all seem pretty shocked. I, I disagree. Really? You don't think... <clears throat> I think it's a complicated feeling to feel. 
Yeah. Especially when it's like, oh, our friend is dead, but our other friend may have murdered them. I also think that if he really was dead and and it was a thing that... I think it's weird to start the show and be like, okay, like there, it's so ambiguous whether he's actually dead or not. I it's think. not that ambiguous. I they think. find his body in the woods. The morgue attendant rips the sheet off of him. That's him. That's Cole's spouse on the table. He feels pretty fucking dead, Caitlin. Yeah, I I don't buy it. That's just because you're a savvy TV watcher. Yeah, and I need you to like take that out for a moment. No, very savvy. I predicted very. You just come at this from a straightforward place. Well, obviously, there's nothing savvy about predicting. <laughs> Mary and Brooke. Mary and Brooke is nothing. I refuse to believe this is a lasting relationship. How this dare woman you? brings nothing to the table except apparently wanting to get rid of Archie. Imagine. I really hope that's the whole plot. I I just don't think okay. I understand what you're saying. Savvy TV hat off. Obviously, that the show wants you to believe that he's dead. Yes. But what they're not doing that's but like I want I want it, like I figure the theories that we should be running on right now are that he's dead. Take away the fact that he might be alive. Okay. How do Betty and them all prove that the others did it? What's the next move? What do we have so far about that? I don't know. I don't know how you would prove that they didn't do it. I think there's potentially a camera in the woods. How did Donna yeah. know Betty was there? Is there a web camera out there? Uh, or an older camera with VHS tapes for whatever reason? Well, remember the watch. Or is there a sensor of some kind? And if there is, that means they planned that area to be a location where something like this might happen, but they also might have video footage of it happening, which could disprove the fact that Betty did it. Well, okay, the watcher thing, right? The, the videotapes of everyone's house in Riverdale. Yeah. We have that. Then we have the weird... That has nothing to do with this right now. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying, it. we have that. Then we have the sex tapes that Brett's making. You don't... I think those already hit. I think we got our mileage out of those already. Out of the sex tapes? Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, there's like a lot of videotapes. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see what you're saying about... What if there's somebody who's watching them? Not maliciously, but just like watching them... I, I struggle to know where the videotapes tie in unless, like, the reveal is like, oh, it was Dylan Sprouse making the recordings this whole time. Yeah. It's just been a second Jughead running around this whole season. I mean, that would be really cool. Would it? Yeah, that would be really cool. Would it, if, would it be like the kind of thing where they go back and they're like, oh, these scenes? That was never Jughead. That was Supet. Here, they, they cannot do Supad. Oh, it's going to be Supad. <laughs> if it's Supad. Imagine if Brett was like, no, Jughead, he was intense that night, smelled like soup when we were in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> he always smells like soup. And that's how just, just like Sometimes he just reeks of soup. You guys haven't noticed that? Well, what people were saying that Jughead in the woods didn't look like Jughead, right? That's what I was saying. Yeah. But I've seen that the before. jacket they find and put on that morgue table looks exactly like jacket. Right. I I would love it if there was something like a double situation. I think Hermosa's going to be a uh, real thorn in their sides on this one. I, I don't want that to happen, but yeah. I mean, boy, it would be more interesting than if she was played into this plot than playing into Veronica's like rum or daddy issues or whatever. I just think we need to... Hermosa is such yeah. a weird fucking character to be like this 25-year-old <laughs> independent businesswoman who's obsessed with daddy, who never lived with daddy. 
Like, she barely knows this guy. She's like, how could you disappoint our father like that? Also, she's a Who private, the fuck are you? She's a private eye, but they never really make use of that. What do you mean? They just did. She she danced to Dua Lipa. She had a wig on. She got caught. All private eye stuff. I guess. Sure. That was weird, too. It was a weird thing that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited, though. Like, this has fueled, like, my interest. I'm excited to know what's going to happen. I like that it's not so much about who killed Jughead, but almost more like if he's dead. Um, I mean, we definitely think, like, Donna, if somebody, if anybody killed him, Donna killed him, right? I mean, I don't think it's like... Well, Brett would never do that to his friend. Of course, never. Brett, Brett, by the way, when he sees that body, he genuinely is like, no. Not Jughead, damn. That's why he had to go to the morgue. Yeah. He was so upset. He was freaking out. Donna agreed to to drive him. Yeah. So nice of her. I knew this would be a relatively simple episode to break down. Yeah. Because it's not a lot to, like, question or make fun of here. I know. It's It's just solid. Like, this is... Solid. These are the kinds of episodes of Riverdale that keep me on the show. I love the idea that they may have killed one of the main characters, even if that's not true. I think that's just so much more interesting than, like, new random villain. Yeah. Assuming Jughead is alive after all, I hope they found a good explanation for it. And if it's drugs, I will lose my fucking mind. Well, you do know that it's going to be, like, the Romeo and Juliet potion, right? If he is really dead. That doesn't last this long. It's not a real thing. I mean, it's not a real no, thing. No, but, like, yeah, I know there's, like, those, like, Batman also is yeah. like, oh, I have this toxin that, like, slows my heart to a snail's face. Right, right, exactly. But, like, no, I can't possibly be what happened here. You don't think? No, because he was out there for days in the woods. That's true, yeah. Those things don't last for days. No. And... A more, a, someone in the morgue would know that. Well, there, right? There's like Doctor Curdle, Doctor Creepy Junior has to be like, <laughs> this is a real body. Well, three. There are three options, like realistic. Unless FP's in on it now. Well, what the first, the first option is that FP, Betty, maybe Archie and Veronica, but unclear that they're all in on it, right? That they're all a part of it, and yes. they're all doing it to screw over Bet, uh, Donna and Brett. Right, but it does under it, it kind of takes away from their behavior this whole episode. Exactly. But it does make sense to them to be like, oh, FP needs to be the one to find Jughead, because when Jughead go, opens his eyes and does a shh move, he'll right. be like, oh, yeah, sure, shh, I'm on your team. Right, exactly. That's what I... Because, like, that's a weird thing. There Specifically, it has to be him. Yeah. And also then we know that FP arrests both uh, Betty and Veronica. And right. But Archie. like really publicly. Right. And it's kind of even seems weirdly When fake. like he could just like, Betty comes home from school is like, hey, yeah. on her and then knocks on Archie's door next door. I think that that's, uh, that's my, my thought is that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. The other explanation is that Jughead's faking his own death and no one else is in on it. And then the third explanation is that he's really dead. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't see them having killed off Jughead without some sort of big thing. Like, yeah, to have so much build up to the death yeah. of your main character and have it truly at the end of the day just be like, and yep, now they're dead. Right is is something I've never seen before on TV. Also, remember third season? I forgot. Or like I had a Paley Fest panel or something. Cole Sprouse was supposed to be in the woods with all of them. Yeah, but yeah. he was too cold. Right. This, I mean, honestly, the whole season is a is a gift from that petulant decision. Yeah. Uh, no offense to Cole, but like, come on, man, you're a team player, right? Right. right. If everybody else had to do it, who do you think you are? Uh, <laughs> but, no offense, but who do you think? But you are? like, come on, dude, just 
Go outside, put on your hat. Though I get it because I get cold too, but like, no. It's fine. <laughs> there was a fire right there. There was a fire that is, uh, if that's a real fire, it probably. pretty real. Yeah. Well, just get a fire marshal on set. Yeah. Do you know that? Every time there's a fire in a TV show, you have to have a guy. What if there's a candle? You have to have a guy. Really? Yeah, if it's really lit, yeah. Damn. That's dope. Okay, Caitlin, what are you looking forward to right now? So this is relevant to uh, to the show. Uh, this movie called Banana Split, starring not Cole, but Dylan Sprouse. Oh, the fuck is Dylan Sprouse? Yeah, anyway, he's stupid. Mm-hmm. So, stupid. Um, it's this really great, fun rom-com that is uh, coming out soon. It is about... I think it was on the festival circuit for a while, but it's coming out soon. And it's uh, it's about a, a girl who is dating Dylan Sprouse. She's played by Hannah Marks, who also co-wrote the film. Um, dating Dylan Sprouse, they're in high school, and they break up. And then he starts dating somebody else. Uh, and she befriends his new girlfriend and like they become like best friends but they keep it a secret from dylan sprouse it's just a really funny 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 movie i really enjoyed it um and i think that you guys will too if you seek it out so i'm not sure where it's going to be streaming but i'm sure you'll be able to find it cool yeah you'll like it i think you'll find it funny very enjoyable film very kind of raunchy like fun (laughs) okay it's good. What about you? Um, season two of Altered Carbon is now I'm streaming s- on Netflix. I'm sorry that I did not mention it first. And uh, y'all got to check this out. Is there a reason? Um, yeah, because I like good TV right. with Anthony Maggie and whatnot. Right. Uh, did my sister write on this show? Yes. Best is her time. name on the uh, end credits of every episode and the opening credits of the finale? <gasps> yes, it is. What? Should Best. we all be excited about this? Yes. Uh, we should all be excited about it. We all no. We shouldn't be excited. We all are excited. It's very exciting. It's, it's very, very fun. Exciting. Yes. Very hype. And it is also like I'm enjoying it more than I enjoyed the first season of the show. I'm excited. Uh, am I biased? Yes, a hundred percent. Of course I am. Yes. But like, Joel Kinnaman sucks, uh, and does, Anthony Mackie is is inherently better. Does he suck? Like, have you? What's your favorite Joel Kinnaman performance? I honestly, other than Alter Kerman, I don't think I have another one to mention. I'm sure it's me. He's, you know, you know that age-old question of is he handsome or is he just tall? Oh, Joel yes. Kinnaman is six two. Speaking of, I just watched Pete Davidson's uh, stand-up. Oh, special. he's tall, isn't he? He's tall, <clears throat> but I think I like him. Oh, that explains Ariana Grande's so short, too. Now it all makes sense. Exactly. Well, that was like always the tweets. It's like, Ariana Grande, she realized sometimes they're just tall. Sometimes they're sometimes just they're, tall. But I think he's really fucking funny. Really? I've heard mostly negative things about that. I enjoyed it. thought it was pretty funny. He has a pretty good Louis C.K. opener. Good. It's pretty funny. The only thing I don't really love how he talks about Ariana Grande. Like I don't. Yeah, he's gotten way more harsh on her as time has gone on. Yeah, which he's I think really is he, he gets surprising. really bitter and like strikes out at people, and I don't like that. Yeah, that the Louis C.K. one is legitimately funny because it is, but the Ariana Grande one I don't think it's really fair. I don't think she like the thing he criticizes about her. He says that like she called him a distraction in Vogue magazine, so he kind of goes on, like, a little mini rant about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've read that, the interview, and she's like, he was a beautiful distraction. Ultimately, we didn't work out. Like, it's just not 
like it's not really a negative thing that she says about him, but he mm-hmm. makes it sound ne- like really negative, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not great. It's not a great look for him. Um, I also understand being upset, but like not great. Other than that, I enjoyed the comedy special. Mm. So, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R E I L L Y Tweets. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, really funny. John posted something last week. <laughs> it was very funny, I thought. <laughs> so we're keeping up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? So uh, this Wednesday was the start of Lent, and I decided to give up social media for Lent. Literally didn't notice. I'm so gonna be honest. currently, you can't find me on any platform except for my blog, Catch from the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. But, like, I'm not on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter right now. At all? And I won't be until, like, Easter. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm not, like, the most religious person, but I I really like Lent as a chance to challenge myself and prove to myself yeah. that I can live without certain things. So, like, last year it was... Food. Well, last year it was alcohol. Oh, um, thank God. Okay. We can and this year, this year it's social media. Uh, and like, I logged out of all of them and like, I'll tap the, I tap the Instagram and Twitter icons once each and like, got the barriers like, right, right. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God I logged out. Uh, oh. I don't know. I wonder if it'll, I hope it'll make me happier. I'll miss you on Twitter. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah you got to field all of it now. Oh. Everyone tweet at Caitlin. I will not respond. I like attention. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I do. <clears throat> well, that's very good of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not going to give anything up. I, that's I'm, fair. Are I'm you even Catholic? I mean, like, I was raised Catholic. Oh, well, that's awkward. Yeah, but mm. no. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up meat. Great. Because I have been giving that up for like 15 years now. Cool. So, Plus, now you got Impossible and Beyond Burgers. So and like, I had, it's like you don't miss anything at all. Literally this morning, I actually had Beyond Meat. I don't think that was a good idea. Mm. I mean, before spin training, it's not the most digestible food. That's like the one problem with it, which is what? a pretty big yeah, problem. I don't know what I would want to eat before spin. It's not nothing. <laughs> There's nothing great. Um, after it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm so hungry. Yeah. So, um, that's it. Oh my God. John. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> Over and out, River Vixens.